Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I've actually talked about our guests today on previous podcasts and very recently her and I were at a conference together and I was like, oh my God, I was so happy that you were on the show. And she said, I've never been on your show. And I was like, how is that possible? So all of you, Diana Cabrisis, so she is the person, right? She is the face of now multiple companies. Many of you remember her uh, from being one of the major faces at Snappy Kraken. She has gone out on her own. She runs Diana Cabrisa's Consulting Now is the name of her company, and we are going to talk about all things marketing. I can't think of a better person to really ask about marketing because she has the pulse, her finger on the pulse of multiple companies in multiple areas of the world of marketing. So Diana, welcome to the show. Oh, Matt, thank you so much for having me. It's been a dream to be on this show. I've tuned into so many episodes and I just said, I'm going to wait for the day I get that invite. And I finally got the invite. invite. I tell a story about you all the time, and I'm going to open this up with this story. And so you and I had actually just met, and I think we were at the Edge Conference, and you were there, and you were like, I'm about to speak. And I was like, where are you on main stage? And you're like, no, I'm here in the exhibit hall. They had this like stage off to the side. And everybody's milling about, and you grab the microphone, and, and you go up on stage. And within minutes the entire area was full. People were standing around listening. And I was, I remember I was with somebody and I looked at him and I was like, how the hell did she do that? And he's like, cause look at what she's doing. And you just owned this humongous space. And I just, I, I looked at him and I was like, I want to be like her when I grow up. And if I could just speak as well as Diana, that would be fantastic. But it's one of my favorite stories about you. And I remember you walking off the stage and you were coming down like we all do as speakers. And you're like, well, how was that? I was like, are you kidding me? You like filled the whole freaking room within minutes by just them feeling your presence. And that really isn't just a testament to you. It's testament to all of the practice that you put in and also the fact that you really understand your audience. So here's the deal. Here's where we're going to begin. I really want to talk about advisors are so frustrated with the fact that, and I'm going to air quote here for those of you who are listening to this only, is they're frustrated with their marketing because it doesn't work. Let's talk about, let's open this up with that. Yeah, there's so much to say about it, Matt. And I think what I've been thinking on lately around this specific topic, because I talk about it often, right? Like where do advisors go wrong with their marketing? I think they're asking the wrong questions. I think the foundation of the problem is maybe they don't totally understand the full marketing landscape. Marketing is complex. Marketing is multi-layered, multi-tiered. There's so many different areas of marketing you could focus on. Even people running marketing teams at big companies are overwhelmed. It's not just financial advisors. So you match that with, at the same time, they're outsourcing and then they're not asking the right questions. For example, are you going to solve for distribution for me or are you relying on my distribution? 
in, that is a really important question to ask because if you commit to a company and you pay them thousands of dollars and at the end of your run, you say, I, I didn't really get much out of this besides a few responses here and there. Those responses came from my email list. I didn't get anybody new. What, what's going on? Again, they are, we're not planning on creating new distribution for you. They were leaning on your distribution. So those two things, Matt, I think we're up against those two things and it's going to take a lot of education to get around that. You also talk about active versus passive marketing. And, and you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the fact that slow marketing is the real way to success. It actually takes time to really build that foundation. But let's talk about the differences between active marketing techniques and passive marketing techniques. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting is that as you start to do more of these active marketing things, you accumulate content that then becomes passive marketing for you. So we, we obviously understand the difference between active and passive. So when you think about marketing, right, what are those things that you're having to log in and do on a weekly or daily basis even? Usually that's going to be some form of social media, right? That's going to be email. And in the moment when you're creating a podcast, for example, right, that's podcasting. When you think about passive, it's all the things that you accumulate on those channels over time that then serve up this awesome place platter of content for your audience, for your listeners to listen in on their own time, to build those relationships for you on their own time. There's also other passive strategies to think about. I obviously work with Wealthtender, so I'm going to just call on that really quickly. The rise of online advisor directories, of getting yourself as an advisor listed on other websites like Find an Advisor or FinancialAdvisor.com or Wealthtender.com. That is maybe a one-hour process of signing up, getting a profile and publishing it. And what's happening from there is now it's going to work for you, right? SEO, people are visiting this website, consumers to find you, but you don't have to log in every single week. You don't have to manage it every single week. Sure, you have to manage any leads that are coming in, but the marketing strategy itself, that the tool, the online advisor listing is working for you. It's almost similar to like PR or credibility marketing, Matt, where if you're getting quoted on an article or you're writing some cool series or even a blog, it's going to, again, take you in that moment to be active. But after that, passively, it's going to be out in the universe, going to work for you, getting in front of the right people at the right time when they're doing their homework, when they're searching for answers. We talk about that a lot, Diana, that you have to market to your ideal clients and prospects in the media they prefer while they're there. And that content library that you're creating, that you're talking about, that ends up becoming passive is so vitally important. So if, if I go to Wealthtender, or if I sign up for that, and, and so I have somebody who checks me out and says, oh my God, Diana sounds like a really fantastic advisor having the social proof of the rest of the passive content that you're creating has so much value. We say a lot of times here that what you create with us here at Proudmouth or without us, the storytelling, the podcasting, the long form content you create is actually art and that art has value and it has value past everything else. Okay. So just so, so everybody knows, Diana and I are going to cover a huge landscape of marketing stuff. And really the reason why is because one, I know that you have the expertise in all of this. And number two, I just love talking to you about marketing because you're one of my favorite people to talk about it because you like me are out there, right? We're just, we're always interacting. Okay. Before COVID BC, all advisors who were really having hyper growth had hyper growth with webinar, I'm sorry, seminars, not webinars, seminars, in-person educational events. COVID happened, changed the lens. Did they die or is this still a really viable way to grow your business? So they are not dead. 
But what is dead, in my opinion, is the old way of approaching them. And I'm not talking about the hyper-growth firm way because they have a lot dialed in. I think for them, really what died was the audience, right? You, you couldn't have in-person engagement and you, you couldn't go book the venue. But now that things are back in action, uh, we can see there's a big difference, Matt, between advisors who are doing seminars, trying to do them on their own, and those who are like really leaning on partners or consultants or companies that have done it thousands and thousands of times again, and really leaning into their strategy. So no more trial and error. I think there's a lot of trial and error in marketing. I will say this, but when it comes to seminars, it's one of those areas where you can't really afford a lot of trial and error. Most firms can't, unless you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend where you're willing to maybe risk 80% of that, then I would say what's working is really trying to partner with people who know what they're doing. So obviously I I work with White Glove. The data that we have is very insightful. It's, hey, seminars aren't dead, but doing them at a steakhouse, for example, that's old school, right? That stuff is old school. That stuff is going to attract the wrong audience. Instead, think about doing it at the local library or the community center, right? Where that's just a focus, the ambiance, the nature is just learning and getting educated and not just a sales pitch in exchange for a steak dinner. We all love steak dinner, right? But you really have to start to think about that incentive there. I think we're also seeing a shift in topics. I think what happened during COVID, Matt, was a lot of people woke up to the reality if you lose someone and you don't have a plan, you don't have an estate plan in place, you don't know how your taxes are working, if somebody becomes a widow, then you really are in a bad position and you don't want to be in that position. And so advisors have this beautiful opportunity right now to come in and educate on that. And that's exactly what we're seeing, right? We're seeing the data, estate planning seminars are performing best, Right? You're getting numbers that are 103% fulfillment of what we set out to do. Let's say we set out to fill a room with 20 households. Well, we're getting 25 households and plus. And these are the types of topics that are really bringing the advisor together with the consumer in a way that really builds that trust because of the venue, but also because of the topic, because they know this is something that I need right now. One of the other things that you and I have talked about at great length is and versus or. And so all of the companies that you now represent as the fractional or the chief branding officer, what, how, what do you, how are you? Brand evangelist. I'm sorry, I knew. But this brand evangelist, right? So I know that you work with a lot when you work with really great companies that we have an enormous amount of respect for that actually we have relationships with a lot of the companies that you're working with. But it's an and not an or. So let's go ahead and take, let's take both the wealth tender system, right, which is really about the testimonials, which we'll talk about in just a minute. We'll talk about white glove, right? And then we're going to talk about proud mouth also. And so as somebody goes and you have a testimonial, which, which is a, a great product and a great service uh, that wealth tender is able to do. And then you've got white glove, right? Who is going to be able to do these educational workshops and we'll use estate planning as a great example. And then if you partner that with really great content that has to do with the same sort of stuff, one of the things that I just talked about at host university at white glove this last year was that when you're done with this educational workshop, you should actually have three call to action. One is schedule an appointment with us and we'd love to go ahead and meet with you. Number two is a lighter ask, which is maybe we can do a free 15 minute over the phone. Or three, listen, if you're not ready to go ahead and dive in and marry us, go on, start dating us. Listen, we provide more and more education on our podcast. Everybody grab their phone. Let me go ahead and show you how you can sign up for our podcast. It's the same thing when somebody comes in and they read a testimonial. Well, if they read a testimonial and it resonates with them, 
goodness gracious, how great is it to send them to an educational workshop or your podcast or your white paper? This is why it's an and not an or. How do you feel about that? So much to say about that. First off, I love the kind of multi-layered call to action. It's true. Not everyone's going to be ready right away. Maybe they don't quite trust you yet, right? We know the trust barometer of financial advisors is unfortunately pretty low. So you you use the word art earlier, right? With your content, it's almost like inviting them into your art gallery. Come check out all these beautiful pieces here that we have on all these topics that I know that you care about, these colors, these splashes. So I just love running with that kind of language because I think people can connect to it more. The credibility aspect of having testimonials is huge. In fact, I will share one of our strategies at White Glove with seminars is that we actually don't market the seminar being under the advisor's brand. We've created a completely separate brand. And if you go on Facebook or you go on the Better Business Bureau and you look up Social Security 567, Taxes in Retirement 567, these are our brands, Estate Planning 567, you will see like 4.9 stars, over 3,000 reviews, just raving reviews of these consumers saying, I learned a lot from these workshops. What is that doing? It's helping us get more butts in the seats, for lack of a better word, but more butts in the seats for future advisors who want to do these events with us. On the flip side, when you have these folks come out and they sit through a presentation of yours, now they see at the last hour, okay, this is my speaker, right? We introduce them at the last hour. And after they leave, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go Google your name. They're going to go Google your information. And if you have these glowing reviews front and center, which most advisors get glowing reviews, I think there's some imposter syndrome that we're dealing with there too, where they feel that maybe they won't get a, a lot of great reviews. Most of them do that we've worked with. Then it's again, just that confirmation, that sort of stamp of approval, Matt. Okay, I want to work with this person. Clearly, people are saying good things about them. And in my opinion, Matt, this is letting your clients tell your story for you. Storytelling is powerful. Other people doing it about you, even more powerful. So I was just at Market Council Summit recently, and their chief compliance officer came up. I think his name is Brian. And he probably doesn't go by Brian. He probably goes by Mr. Attorney Dude or whatever the attorneys go by. But Diana, he actually said some very shocking things from the stage about testimonials, specifically that a lot of advisors are casting themselves into this testimonial kind of wild west, but not understanding the appropriate disclosures and disclaimers that are needed on the front end and the back end. Now, this was news to me. Like I sat back because I was actually hanging out in the green room, which I don't know if you saw that picture of me and Anthony. Oh my goodness gracious. So we're all hanging out back there and, and we were passively chatting because I was really listening to him. And he said that, so my concern is that people, that advisors out there who really want to get involved in this testimonial game, who can, right, um, aren't really preparing themselves to do it correctly now, you work with one of the premier companies on that. Ha has any of these new kind of adjustments or newer suits or a precedent that's being set surrounding this? Has that changed anything with Welltender or did you guys have these boxes ticked already? We've had these boxes. Brian, the CEO of Waltender, he's on the National Association of Compliance Professionals. So he's really in it. Uh, I've learned a lot from him. But here's what I'll say to that, because it's a really good point. There are advisors who are struggling with how to get it right. In fact, there's so much misinformation on the topic. I have personally seen, and I'm not going to name any names, but I've personally seen some pretty vocal marketers in the space go out and advocate for certain processes or ways to do reviews that are actually not compliant. And that kind of, we look at it as green light, yellow light, red light. 
There's some red light stuff being advocated for. There's some yellow light stuff being advocated for. We're humans. None of us are perfect. That is why I say lean on technology to help you get this right. And when it comes to compliance, I think the biggest takeaway is making it easy to remember. So for advisors, and you know I love talking and positioning and making things easy, triple C, right? Is this person a client or not? Have they been compensated or not? And are there any conflicts of interest? That has to be listed with the review, and it even has to be as prominent as the review font size itself. So those are like the little things that you can carry around with you. But again, lean on experts, lean on help. We've actually been partnering with a ton of consultants in the space to help advisors get this right, to help get it on their website. Beyond getting the review, Matt, it's all about what are you going to do with the review? And oh, come on, Diana. Thing. What, what, you're telling me that I can't just get a review and I'm going to magically get clients? Come on. What are you doing to me? Yeah, exactly. That's why we're partnering, right? Because we know this is not just a one and done kind of thing. This is a, you get the review and now you need to blow it out on all these different channels, but do it in a compliant way. So I love the the font size. So, so that's the level of detail that people really need to understand. And, and this really leads me to, to really one of my, my not my one of my final questions, but one of the last questions, because I, I want you to elaborate on this a little bit more. A lot of advisors are very smart. You and I know that we've had hundreds of different relationships with advisors. And you're just like, man, you're one of the brightest people I've ever met. But just because they're really good at one thing doesn't mean that they're going to be really great at other things. And one of the things that you and I both know, which is why we both have jobs and have been as successful as we've been, is we know that marketing isn't one of the things that a lot of advisors, they don't really have that marketing mindset. What do you say to our listeners who are really nervous about outsourcing and giving that marketing control over to somebody else because you are living proof of companies handing over some of the control to you as a brand evangelist. So help our audience with that, will you? Absolutely. This is really all about mindset shift. This is talking psychology, right? I think a lot of us, especially advisors, because we know advisors are very mentally organized people, at least a good subset of them are, right? They're, they have a million things on the plate. They often think very analytically, numbers, data, structure. I love it. I thrive on it as a Virgo. I thrive. But what happens there is we also get this sense of needing to control everything and everything needing to check every box and fit into these perfect little structures. But marketing doesn't necessarily work that way. Yes, there's structure to marketing. And if you're working with a team and they're not giving you any roadmap, then run because you, you can at least have that sort of structure. But what the problem is you start nitpicking. You start wanting to control the language, the positioning, the design. And in fact, what you know you think might look good on the other side or what might work in marketing most of the time, it's actually not it. So it's almost like you're getting in the way and we need you to get a little bit out of the way. And I love my clients. They have been amazing with this. And there have, of course, been times where I've had to challenge them and say, hey, I really respect that thinking, but as a marketer, I'm going to tell you that's not going to work, right? We need to do this instead. We need to take this turn instead of that turn. So I think with advisors, it's really that. It's don't get in the way. Obviously, ask the right questions, like I said. But once you have those answers, you've got to surrender and you have to trust in what those marketers are going to do for you. And if in 12 months, 24 months down the line, this is not exactly what I was expecting, Either you ask the wrong questions up front or they truly are the wrong partner. 
we've experienced that with our managed influence services. So we've had clients who will say, I don't, this doesn't sound like me, or I don't like how this is written. And then when we go back and we deconstruct it and explain to them why it was written in this way, all of the research that's gone behind why we're writing things in a specific way, because advisors are always looking at the markets, right? That's what they're doing. They're or, or planning or whatever client service, right? We're always looking at the algorithms. What, what's working? Why is this working? When did the algorithm change? When all of a sudden short form video is blowing up over here, but it's not performing well here. Why is that? So yes, I can put video here, but maybe I have to go ahead and put a quote meme here or a text base. Cause actually that's by the way, winning again, text is killing video even right now on almost all social media platforms. And I think a lot of it was because people were really producing crappy video, but that's a totally different podcast. All right. So you just teed me up for my final question, which I really appreciate. And you're so damn good at this. It didn't surprise me at all. But so outsourcing to a marketing company is one thing, but outsourcing to a person who you're actually going to turn over the control like people have with you, can advisors have a spokesperson or a brand evangelist for their firm? Is that something advisors need to start paying attention to? Are we there yet? And do you think that's a good idea? A hundred percent and beyond. Now, there are compliance things to keep in mind. I don't really want to go all deep there, but I will. what I will say is if I were an advisor right now and I knew, first thing, time is not on my side and I have this knowledge that I can dump out and have somebody else really amplify it, I would run and do that in my strategy right now. Why? Especially for this next generation, Matt, we're looking at your socials. We're looking at your YouTube. We're looking at all of it. We are judging you front, back, center, and forth. And I know that sounds terrible, but it is true. And we want to see what you have to say. And it doesn't have to be you as the advisor, but if somebody on your team really can bring it with video, really can bring it with content, they're making sure they're going out and amplifying, even in the local community space. That to me is an incredible, incredible investment of time. Naturally speaking, brand evangelism, brand, bleh, brand evangelism doesn't always have to be somebody that you hire. It could also be your clients. You also can find your most vocal clients, your clients who really are passionate about what you're doing. The ones who often have the most questions are usually the ones that care the most about what you're doing for them. Give them what they need. Give them positioning. Give them fuel and inspiration. Bring community together. I, I can't advocate enough for having even just client events. I know I talk about prospecting events, but client events are powerful too. Make sure your advocates are in that room. Have other of your clients bring their friends. You get them mingling together and naturally something great is going to happen for you. So to answer that question, 100%, yes, I would be investing in that if I were a financial advisor. I love the fact that you're talking about the fact that everybody's looking, everybody's judging, everybody's making decisions, and they're doing it outside of in-person, face-to-face spots of time. They're doing it when it's convenient for them. Now, everything that you just said really falls into our proud mouthy and language here, because we're talking about moving people from skeptics to fans with this influence journey. And you're talking about brand evangelists are really those fans. And they can be a fan that you bring in, or they can be a fan within your own system. That's okay. I love your juicy brain. I'm so happy that we finally got you on the show. Listen, I'm sure that there are people who are going to want to know more about who you are and what you do and how they might be able to engage with you. Where should they go? 
So I'd love if you went to my website, www.dianacabrisas.com. If you scroll to the very bottom, you can sign up for all of my growth insights. What the heck does that mean? I am constantly educating, advocating, preparing presentations, content to help advisors get better in their marketing, to help them grow all the new tactics, testimonials, compliance, seminars, webinars, even different topics, venues, all the things. If you go to my website, scroll down to the bottom, go ahead and subscribe and you will get from time to time an invite to exclusive workshops that I host as well, where it's not just one-sided, it's two-sided. I want to hear from you too. So I'd love to entertain and engage with you advisors out there. I know the world can be complex. I'm here to help make that simple. So I'm going to do a quick pitch for you too, because listen, uh, also go to the website. We're going to have a link for that and sign up for the newsletter. But if you are a conference organizer and are looking for an absolutely dynamic speaker, please go ahead and reach out to, for Diana. Uh, I love watching you speak. I love watching you own the stage. But more importantly, it's not just the fact that you give such a great performance. It's you do the work. Like I've loved learning from you in these presentations and seeing all of the research that you do and how you seamlessly put pretty heady stuff into a wildly entertaining presentation. So please, everybody go ahead and reach out to Diana. Also follow her on social media. All of her social medias are fantastic. I really appreciate you. And listen, for everything that Diana said today with this overall idea of marketing and branding and brand evangelism and how all of these things need to work together, we have a free solution for everybody. All you need to go is to potrocketacademy.com. It is free now. It's not going to be free forever, but free now for you to go ahead and start your influence journey because everything that Diana talked about today is part of that influence journey. Testimonials, getting out and getting your face out into the public, making sure that you're going ahead and you're communicating who you are and what you do and what makes you unique and different. All of those things are vitally important for your influence journey. And remember, it is not an or, it's an and. All of the marketing things have to happen. And the sooner you realize that you need to outsource it to the experts, the better. So for Diana and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subspert 